What's good, my amazing friends? Welcome to The Remedy. I'm your host, Sarah Amazing Grace. Hey, what's up, my friends that keep coming back for these conversations each and every week? I am getting so many emails and private messages and DMs. You guys, I love it. I love hearing from you. It really blesses me to hear how the Lord is using these messages in your life and to hear the ways that you are now seeking the Lord deeper. All glory and honor are for the Lord. That's what this is all about. (sighs) Oh, Lord, buckle up. Get ready. This week, I want to give a special what's good shout out to my haters. Man, I knew I had some before this show, but I am fixing to add to that list. For real, real. Get ready to be offended. (laughs) But please know that I'm not coming with the hate to offend or bigotry or self-righteousness. No, 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 no. My friends, I am coming with the sword of truth, the word of God. And on that, I stand. Okay? So know that I'm coming from a place of love. Pride. Wow. When did being prideful become something good? White pride, black pride, brown pride, gay pride. It's Pride Month, a whole month to celebrate pride. Everywhere you look, it's pride this and pride that. Do you know that King Solomon, you know, wise King Solomon, with all of his wisdom, he said, when pride comes, then comes disgrace. He also said that pride goes before destruction and haughtiness before a fall. He also said that a person's pride will bring him low, but a humble spirit will bring honor. I mean, that's completely backwards from what the world is telling us right now, right? I can go on and on. There's like 40 places in the Bible that speak about the dangers or evils of pride. Yet somehow in this upside down world that we're living in, We've been convinced otherwise. The worldly are doing their very best to convince you and me that what's right in God's eyes is wrong and that what's wrong is actually right. Pride is self-righteousness wrapped in a candy shell. The book of Mark even lumps pride amongst such sins as murder and sexual immorality. Pride is no joke. Despite what the world would have you believe, pridefulness leads to eventual destruction. Now, welcome to Pride Month, where being prideful is also lumped in with sexual immorality. Man, talk about a double whammy. Sarah, how can pride be bad? I mean, the dictionary definition is confidence. It's self-esteem and respecting oneself. Like I said, pride is the candy-coated version of self-righteousness. It's exalting yourself above others and often even above God. I'm sure that you know why I'm speaking about pride, right? It's June, and June kicks off an entire month of celebrating pride. Specifically pride in what the Bible defines as sexual immorality. And no, no, I'm not here to talk about same-sex attraction per se, or to drop the gavel of judgment. That's between you and God. Yes, the Bible says that homosexuality isn't God's ideal. That's true. I mean, it's simple Legos, right? We got innies and they connect with outies. It's puzzle pieces. But with that being said, there are a great many things in this world that miss the mark of perfection in our lives. Do I want you to live a righteous life? Yes. 
I want you to have God's very best. And living outside of God's best for you brings unnecessary hardship. But again, I'm not here dropping that gavel of judgment on being gay. Some people I dearly love in my own life face the struggle. And I love them. But I also love them and you enough to tell the truth and what God says about it. Pride Month, however, is something else altogether entirely. It's a total, blatant, shove-in-your-face, hose-down-the-throat pushing of sexual sin into the lives of anyone and everyone, regardless of if you want to embrace it or not. We have pride parades with sexual toys strapped to people's bodies and naked genitalia flapping around. And we have openly displaying sexual preferences and sexually immoral behavior being celebrated left and right. You guys, this isn't about gaining acceptance. This is about shoving blatant sin and complete sexual immorality into the faces of everyone, including children. I saw a Blue's Clues cartoon last week and I wanted to barf. And guys, you know how I feel about barfing. Have you seen this? It's a drag queen character speaking about rainbows and parades celebrating love when actuality the pride parades are glorified porn. Are you kidding me? This is no place for kids. That's disgusting. Do you know that pedophilia is unbelievably rampant? Do you know that there's a whole group that is actually gaining ground that is pushing to normalize sex with children? Adding the P to the LGBTQ alphabet soup? <laughs> I mean, and why not, right? They've let everyone and any other sexual preference get on their acronym, so why not this behavior as well? I mean, where does the inclusion stop? You might be okay with this, but oh, whoa, hold that horses on pedophilia. Well, wait a minute. Just a few years ago, it was, whoa, hold the horses on all of it. Now that you can say you're a woman because you feel like it, or you can say that you're a man regardless of your DNA, that's okay? Well, all right, so let's just keep adding to it. Where does it stop, man? That's the problem when you start normalizing sin. You let a few steps creep in, and before you know it, that is the new normal. Then a few more inches and you'll move the parameters yet again. And before you know it, you're caged in. Inch by ignored inch. And all of a sudden, the enemy is inside the camp. Back in the day, television shows wouldn't even show a pregnant woman or a married, married couple sleeping in the same bed for fear that it might insinuate a little bit of sexual immorality. I mean, now? Now we have music videos and songs like WAP with kids singing lyrics as the coolest thing and that show won the song of the freaking year. That's disgusting, dude. In 1 John 2.16, John says that there are three things that our flesh needs to die to daily, and that is the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes, and the pride of life. Why does John speak of these things? These are all temptations that we all face. The lust of the flesh? The lust of the flesh is the desire for self-gratification. It's sexual immorality, but it can also be of other fleshly gratifications. Excess food and drugs and excess alcohol. The lust of the eyes, of course, is peeping things that we shouldn't. You know, like porn or coveting our neighbor's life, wife, which causes strife in our... Oh, Sarah, stop. Stop rhyming. I mean it. Anybody want a peanut? <laughs> Just kidding. Anyway. 
And then there's the pride of life. The pride of life, that's the sinful temptation for excess power or greatness. It's the unhealthy striving for fame or to exalt yourself above others. Basically, these three things, all sins can be summed up in lust and pride. In Galatians, Paul says, Now the works of the flesh are evident. Sexual immorality, impurity, sensuality, idolatry, sorcery, strife, jealousy, fits of anger, rivalries, dissensions, envy, drunkenness, orgies, and things like these, I warn you, as I've warned you before, that those who do such things will not inherit the kingdom of God. You guys, that's huge. Won't inherit the kingdom of God? What? But Sarah, my preferences are who I am. This is me. Baby, I was born this way. You know what I'm saying? (laughs) Yeah, I do. You absolutely were born this way. Because of Eve and Adam, sin was allowed to enter in. And baby, we are all born this way. That's why Jesus said that you must be born again. In Galatians, Paul says also that those who belong to Christ Jesus have nailed their passions and desires for their sinful nature to his cross and crucified them there. Jesus is coming in with the remedy for us all who were born this way. Jesus said in John 3, 3, he says, I tell you the truth. Unless you are born again, you cannot see the kingdom of God. Remember how Paul said that those people who are doing that stuff will not inherit the kingdom of God? Well, Jesus rolling in with a remedy that says, unless you're born again, you can't see the kingdom of God. But if you're born again, then Jesus covers you. You aren't too far from God that he can't reach you to save you out of this cesspool of worldly sin. If you're a Christian and you're condoning this sexual immorality because it's now accepted because inch by inch the goalposts of what's acceptable in our current culture have moved, or if you're following a woke version of Jesus that says that "Eh, that Old Testament way of thinking is whack, it's totally outdated. One, you're calling God, Yahweh, the creator of me and you and the whole world, old and outdated. And two, You're fronting that you know better than him, which we've already talked about in several of our earlier episodes of this show about creating God in your own image. That ultimately never works out well, I promise you. The remedy for Pride Month and for your ultimate salvation in a world that is rapidly hurtling itself towards destruction is first to be born again. Put your trust in Jesus for your salvation. Repent and turn from your pride. James chapter 4 says that God opposes the proud, but gives grace to the humble. So humble yourself before God. Resist the devil and he will flee from you. Come close to God and God will come close to you. Wash your hands. Purify your hearts for your loyalty is divided between God and the world. Let there be tears for what you have done. Let there be sorrow and deep grief. Let there be sadness instead of laughter and gloom instead of joy and humble yourselves before the Lord and he will lift you in honor. You guys, if you're following woke Jesus, that ain't Jesus. That ain't the Jesus of Nazareth who is the savior of the world. 
That is your own flesh. That is the God that you've made in your own image. And when you repent, is everything happy all the time? No, our hearts should be broken for what is breaking God's heart. And that is what James said here, to let there be tears for what you have done. Let there be sorrow and deep grief. Humble yourselves before the Lord and he will lift you up in honor. Pride of the flesh is trash. Don't let the world defile you. True honor will come from the Lord. Salvation comes from the Lord. And if you want to boast, I'll leave you with more words from Paul in the book of Galatians. He says, as for me, may I never boast about anything except the cross of our Lord Jesus Christ. Because of that cross, my interest in this world has been crucified and the world's interest in me has also died. You guys, I know this is heavy stuff, but this is heavy stuff. And we need to stand up and speak the truth or this poison is going to overtake. It's already taken way too much ground. And I, for one, am standing on the word of God. I love you guys. Until next time, peace. Hey, 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 thanks for tuning in. If you like what you've heard, don't forget to subscribe. New shows coming at you each week. If you have a question or a comment, send them to asksaragrace at gmail.com. Catch you on the flip side.